13. O oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever. How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Hello, my friends. It's so good to be with you once again. If you don't know me, my name is Adrian. And my hope is that in this moment, we're either live now or on demand when you're watching it, that something of what I share from my home will bring encouragement to you in your home. Uh, we're going to be examining this uh, prayer in Psalm 13 that Davina just read so excellently out for us in a moment. Um, as it's part of a series we're in that we've entitled Living Prayer, where we're looking at how we seek to live lives that are shaped by prayer and that as our lives are increasingly shaped by prayer it would reveal like what prayer looks like to the world around us and those we come into contact with as we just recognize that in this moment people are turning to prayer and saying well what does prayer look like like who is the god that we pray to maybe you're around us for the first time today or you're watching this on demand for the first time and with that question like well how do I pray or, or who is this God that we pray to? And my hope is as we go through this series and also as we go through uh, these moments now looking at Psalm 13 that we discover more of how we seek to pray, of how we get to talk to God, but also who this God is that we get to talk to. My guess is for many of us that we've centered our lives on Jesus and therefore are seeking to live lives that are shaped in conversation with God, in prayer to God. And my hope is this is going to be of deep encouragement to us. As, as we look at Psalm 13, I want to look at the prayer of lament. If you're around last week, we kicked off by looking at the prayer of contemplation. And what we're going to discover is that as with contemplation, it revealed something of who God is, how it shaped who we are, and then shapes how we live, that we're going to find again with lament, that it causes us to see something more of who God is, shapes something more of who we are, and then shapes how we then live as a result. So in it, what is lament then? Well, I just want to briefly just use a quote from Enumo Okororo, who kind of says this about lament. She says, lament happens when we take relationships seriously and find ourselves disappointed by others or even by our own actions. We then find to cry out for help, to acknowledge that disappointment and challenge of our situations is not incompatible with faithful waiting. See, as we wait, we express deep faith by continuing to speak out to God and one another of things that are not as they should be. See, what Enuma Okoro kind of reveals here is something of the wonder of lament. You see, lament allows us to understand and give language to talk to God and do something when we're in that gap of where it feels like the reality of what we're living with and in 
isn't quite what we believe we should be living with. It isn't quite what God's best or design is for us. And we find ourselves in that gap and think, what do we do with this? What do we do with the disappointment, confusion, the questions, the pain? And the prayer of lament offers us a way to respond in this moment. You see, what we're going to discover is that the Bible doesn't gloss over those moments. And I love that. I love the fact that the Bible doesn't paint a picture that life is just going to be rosy all the time. Rather, it gives us a moment to say, well, no, there are moments where circumstances happen that cause you to question, to feel pain and to feel disappointed. And God isn't silent in that moment. God longs to meet us in that moment. And what we can discover through Psalm 13 is it gives us this model of how then we seek to meet God in that moment through a prayer of lament. You see, Psalm 13 was written by a guy called David, who's uh, a king in the Old Testament, like the the kind of primo king uh, who was over God's people, Israel, and was described as someone whose very heart was after God. Like a model of what it looks like to like pursue God. And yet you look at his life and you discover many times he seems to make decisions that fall way short of that. And yet in this psalm, what we see is, yes, this is the David who we can say, oh, yeah, surely his heart was after God. Because you can read other psalms where it talks about him just shouting for joy and praising. And it's all like light and color. And yet this psalm like is despair and darkness and pain and questions. And it still reveals a man whose heart is after God. You see, I think sometimes we can steer away from lament. I think sometimes we can feel it's uncomfortable to look at prayers of lament because it causes us to face up to our our own weakness and frailty. Sometimes we can feel like, well, should I really say this? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. I, I'm going to have it all sorted, aren't I? I'm going to know that he's enough. But this isn't like taking away from that. It's rather that we see as we discover the wonder of the prayer of lament, we discover that Jesus is enough when it feels like we are in pain and discomfort, when we've got questions we discover that Jesus is enough. You see, through this psalm, we find it kind of breaks down into three sections. We find that actually it reveals a model of what lament looks like. And we're going to see that it's about being unfiltered. It's about a plea and it's about a decision or an invitation. And so I want to start off though with unfiltered. You see, we live in an age of the filter. Like if you're on Instagram, you know that there are multiple filters you can use to ensure that the the captured moment that you've done through your camera is revealed in the best, glossiest light. Like no one sends and puts on unfiltered photos. You know, the, the real photos, the photos of like your sunburnt feet or the kind of pile of laundry in your bedroom, let alone near the washing machine. Like no one sticks those photos on. They always stick kind of the pristine kind of tidy house or the amazing location that you're in. And yet the Psalm here 13 that David reveals is a prayer of lament that starts with it being unfiltered, that is about authenticity, is about raw reality. And what we discover is that God is one 
who longs to meet us in our reality, longs to meet us unfiltered, not with filters on, a cover-up. I've said, no, no, this is where I'm at. It's all okay. No, no, God longs for us to express it's not okay. You see, God is big enough for our questions, for our emotions, for our pain, for our discomfort. And David knew that. See, we find that David expresses questions. We find that he keeps saying, like, how long? Like, have you found yourself saying that sometimes? How long? We find him saying, like, is this going to be forever? Like, will there be no end to this? Or that question of, like, have you forgotten me? Like, have you ever found that moment? Like, I can think over the last kind of five years, I've been through many moments of suffering and oppression and moments where I feel like I've been squeezed. And in those moments, it's like you get to those points and think, God, like, what is going on? Have you forgotten me? Like, God is big enough for our questions. He's also big enough for our emotions. We find that, like, David is real. He's like, like, my soul is in anguish. I'm in deep sorrow. We don't have to gloss over, like put a positive spin on how we're feeling. No, God is big enough for us to come in the raw reality of how we're feeling. That's what this prayer of lament says. Like I found myself in many moments of just saying, God, I don't know if I can keep going. God, this is me unfiltered. It feels heavy. I feel sorrowful. I'm having to learn to do this. This isn't something that comes easy. But you see, the invitation is in the prayer of lament to come unfiltered, to come in the gap of like how things are, but how we know God has designed them to be and say, God, this feels painful. But the question is, like, will we? Like God is longing to meet us as unfiltered human beings. But will we be unfiltered? But the prayer of lament is also modeled as a plea. We find that David doesn't just come unfiltered. He also comes with this deep desire to say, God, I need help. There's this plea, there's this cry, a cry of desperation, a cry of understanding. I'm powerless here. I need rescue. I need help. Like, that's hard. It's hard to get to that point of saying, I've not got it in me. God, I'm powerless. God, I need rescue. God, I need deliverance from, and I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's looking outside at the world around us and saying, man, when I look at what's going on, when I wake up to a news and, and hear that some people have been stabbed in Reading and there's not a question of like, why has that happened? Of saying the world isn't how it's meant to be. And God, I'm, I'm asking, would you break in? Because this isn't okay. I'm powerless. What can happen here? We come and we plea, but we plea not to avoid, not to the air, but we plead to one who's attentively longing to listen to our cries. Like David comes to one who he knows he's in deep relationship with. You see, he says, oh, Lord, my God. It's not any God, it's his God. We're coming to one who's made himself known, a God of love, of father, son and spirit who's revealed himself as the God of love through the giving of his son, Jesus, on a cross, who died and rose again in order that we get to know this loving God that we come towards and plea, who's attentively towards us. 
a God who's lovingly wanting to hear from us. See, the prayer of lament is a cry of desperation of help and deliverance to our loving God, who's longing to hear our pleas. And what we have to do is then come with our plea and leave it with him. Because then we get to the final part of this prayer of lament that David models, which is about a decision, an invitation, if you like. You see, I'd say this is the hardest part of lament, but it also could lead us to the richest element of lament. You see, what we find is that how this psalm ends, how this prayer ends of David isn't, and God, you've come through. I've got everything answered. No, it's in a decision that David makes. A decision that David makes to discover and know, to trust and to delight. A decision that becomes a decision that you and I get to make. An invitation, if you like. An invitation, a decision to discover and know that though our circumstances are changeable, God isn't. That we get to discover and know that God is unshakable. God is unchangeable. That for David, he realizes that this is still the God of unfailing love and goodness. Even when life doesn't feel like it, God is still unfailing and loving. That for David, he then decides then to to trust God, to trust God with all of who he is. Not to trust God if God comes through, no, to trust God on the basis of who God is. That's what we have to do. We have to trust God, knowing that his love for us is revealed through Jesus. And our trust is based in him. But it's not just that we get to decide to trust. It's also that we get to decide to delight in who God is. Discovering that God can be delighted in, not just because circumstances are all good, but rather that God is good regardless of our circumstances. That God is loving regardless of our circumstances. That we get to delight in God, not because of our circumstances, but despite our circumstances. And what I'm discovering is that this leads to a deeper wonder of who God is. See, Paul puts it like this in Philippians 3. He says, like, I want to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection, but also through fellowshipping in his sufferings. And something that I'm learning more and more is, yes, I get to delight and marvel and trust in this God who provides the resurrection life. But I also get to marvel and know this unfailing, loving, good God in the moments of suffering. And it's both I get to see and encounter the wonder of who God is. You see, this prayer of lament invites us to a life that is shaped by prayer. A prayer that calls us to not cover up what's going on, but to come to God unfiltered. To come to God with our pleas. And then to decide, to decide to discover and know the unchangeable God, to trust in this unchangeable God and to delight in this unchangeable God. And as we live this way, I believe this prayer becomes something that is rich and profound. 
and allows us this moment to understand, yes, the world isn't as it's meant to be. Yes, my life isn't as it's meant to be. When I look at what God's design is, the prayer of lament gives me voice to a God who longs to hear and meet with me. Then my encouragement, therefore, is to pick up this prayer of lament. Like over this coming week, as we did with the prayer of contemplation, why don't we use this as a model of prayer just for 15 minutes each day? Like to come with a prayer of lament, maybe in small groups, like or your households, like talk about like, how is this going to shape your life? Maybe come and craft your own Psalm 13, like put it in your own words to express your prayer of lament. But my hope is as we give ourselves to this, we discover more of who God is more of how it shapes our life and more of how it can shape the world around us. 